Welcome to Refuge Fellowship Online. It's good to be here today. We're, uh, as you can see, we're all here together. We're going to do something a little bit different today. Um, I don't know. I just felt that, you know, as I talked last week, that we needed fellowship. As so many of us have kind of drawn away from fellowship. And I've also talked to a lot of people that are really struggling because they're not in fellowship. I just thought maybe we could do something a little bit different today. And I was actually encouraged or... I don't know what word you'd want to use, just after I saw a good friend of ours, they sent me like a three-minute testimony video just of what God was doing in their lives. I posted that on our Facebook page if you want to take a look. It's, under, it's a Dan, Daniel and Anita, and they're good friends of ours from India. And if you want to take a look, you can take a look at that. But it really encouraged me just to, if we could take a minute and just share if it's three minutes or five minutes or ten minute personal testimonies of what God's doing in each of our lives. And I think that in times like this, we just need to take time and just look at our lives and just access what is going on. How is God working amongst these times in each of us? If we're in lockdown, if we're able to get out or whatever's going on, I think we really just got to take some time and see God amongst all of these things. So today we want to come together, the four of us. We are, you know, the different parts of the ministry that take place in refuge, and the four of us here want to come together and just each share a little bit, some passages, a little bit of testimony, and just maybe help encourage you to think about, and then maybe even at some point you can take a video of yourself and, and your family can gather together and send a video and share what God has been doing in your house and among your different situations, wherever you would be. So why don't we pray first, and then each of us We'll share, and we also have just a group panel kind of discussion. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this time, Lord. I just want to pray protection over everyone watching today, Lord. Just pray, Lord, that as we just take some time to look at some scriptures, to hear some testimony, to hear the different works that's taking place among each of our families and each of our ministries and each of our homes and our workplaces, Lord, that, Lord, we just ask your protection, Lord protection over each of us, or that we'd be able to just, we wouldn't be distracted, that we would just be able to focus and think and reflect and just give you praise in this, Lord, as we can think of the testimony of how you're amongst all these different situations, no matter what's taking place, how you have continued to provide for each one of us, how you continue, have you continued to minister to each one of us, Lord. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just use this time, Lord, that we would... As we, our words, our testimonies, they would be glorifying to you. They'd be edifying to you, Lord. That they would be us lifting up your works among your people. So, Lord, I thank you. And I just ask for a blessing on this time. That this would be a time of praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we don't have a script. We don't have a plan. And that's kind of the point is we just gather us four and start just talking and sharing we don't have an order, and so we're really just going to open it up with the four of us and just share different short testimonies of what God has been doing in our lives. So I haven't asked anyone to go first. I don't even know what anyone's going to share on. Uh, so I'd just like to ask you guys if anyone wants to volunteer to go first to share uh, a testimony or verses or just how God is working. And uh, as I said, this is impromptu. So anyone want to go first? I go. <laughs> All right, Christian. Yeah, so um, really excited to just uh, be able to share my, that's a little part of my testimony. Um, I think it's good, like Aaron said, to just remember these things and to look back on our lives and just see how 
faithful the Lord is, especially in, in a time like this, when it's it's easy to question. A lot of people are questioning the Lord and questioning their faith, and so it's good to remember. And I think of Israel, and I think of what they were before um, they were delivered from Egypt. They were in great bondage, and they were in great uh, just anguish. And uh, I think it's the same for all of us before we accepted Jesus, and uh, that's how I was. I was born in, in Pennsylvania, the east side of the United States, and uh, my mom did not have any particular uh, religious beliefs, per se, and my father was a Catholic. Um, he, was, he wasn't a devout Catholic. He was just, uh, you know, just someone who went just to go. <laughs> and um, so we would frequently go to, to Mass, and uh, my older sister and I, we would we'd go to Catholic school, and so we always had this perception of God. I always always knew there was a God. I never questioned that, uh, really, in my mind. Um, but growing up, um, I, I just saw a lot of hypocrisy, not in my family, but within the Catholic Church, within uh, our school we were attending. And, you know, I thought, you know, that's it's really, it's really hypocritical. I don't really see how you say this and then you live like this. Um, and so as years went on, we would eventually, we started to drift a, a bit, uh, a lot actually from from the Catholic Church, and then we really just didn't have any beliefs at that point. <laughs> um, my parents, they, you know, they always kind of had this belief in, in the Lord, but as for me, I didn't at this point. I just, I just kind of, I didn't, I didn't care. That's what it was. Um, my father, he uh, he's an electrical engineer, so he would travel, and so he traveled for a few years for his first job. So he was he was gone a lot, but. It was on one of his uh, business trips that he had found the Lord. Uh, so it's a pretty cool testimony. He was just in a hotel, and he read a Gideon's Bible, or the Bibles uh, that are just in the hotel rooms. <laughs> he read through uh, the Book of Romans, and he got saved. So it's an interesting, interesting story for him. Well, shortly after, my mom had accepted the Lord. And so it was now my mom and my dad became born-again believers in Jesus. And now it was just me and my sister. Um, and my parents had said, you know, we won't force anything on you. We're not going to make you go to a Christian school or anything like this. Um, so at this point, we, me and my sister were just doing, it's like a public school online. And my sister, she was, I want to believe that she, she accepted the Lord shortly thereafter, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I still really didn't want anything to do with the Lord. Um, growing up, I always had a moral code. I never had a, you know... I didn't have a belief in the Lord, but I still remain a virgin. I knew that sex outside of marriage is, it's not good. You know, I still, I, 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 I never stole because I, I realized that stealing was, wasn't good. So I had a moral code, but honestly, I had no reason to if I didn't, if I didn't believe in Jesus. So when I looked at the world around me, I looked at people, I saw like, okay, well, if there is a God, they're deserving of hell and I'm not. I'm a good person. And that mindset came from the Catholic Church. Um, uh, they're they're pretty work based, and so I had this this work based mentality, even though I didn't have a particular religious belief. Um, so growing up, I never thought that I was bad. I never thought I was in the wrong. So my parents started going to church, and they started to read the Bible openly. I saw a really deep change in their lives. Um, I saw their marriage was was strengthened a lot, and they were closer than I'd ever seen them. Um, they were closer to me and my older sister more than ever. And so I could see, clearly see the change in their lives, but um, I still I still didn't want the Lord. 
And so every now and then I'd go to church with my with my family. I'd go to church with them, and I'd hear scripture. I'd hear verses like Romans three twenty three: "All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God," and "The wages of sin is death." Romans six twenty three. And I would hear these, and I would be like, again, why should I be put on a level with other people who have done far worse things than me? Why should I be put on the same level as, say, Adolf Hitler or someone like that who has just done horrific things? How could we all be on the same level as a sinner? And so I had chose to just completely reject the gospel in my heart, and I was like, you know what? I don't want that at all. And so just a short, you know, long story short, I just... I tried to settle for the things the world had to offer me. I tried to be content and to satisfy the longings of my heart uh, with what the world had to offer. And, uh, you know, it just left me dry. It left me empty. And I truly realized that every time I got what I wanted, it just left me wanting more and more. It's like it's like drinking soda when you're really thirsty. You know, it tastes good initially, but it's very sticky and dry. And it just it doesn't quench your thirst. It makes you even more thirsty. And that's what the, the world really did to me. Um, so I remember just growing up with this continual, uh, this continual uh, light being my parents and my older sister. I just continually heard these scriptures being poured into me, poured into me that I thought I had ignored and thought I had rejected. But uh, over time, the Holy Spirit really just softened my heart. And a huge verse that really is part of my testimony is Isaiah 53, 11, I'm sorry, 55, 11 where the Lord says, my words will not return void. And God's word that I had heard, that had been poured into me and poured into me, they had started to take root in my heart. And I had realized that I am a sinner. I, I'm a sinner. And at this point, I knew it. I, I didn't question it at this point. Um, and then I, I finally, I surrendered to the Lord. I accepted Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And we had moved at this point from Pennsylvania to West Virginia. Um and there it was great because we went from city to complete country, complete nothing. So it was a place with no distractions. And so it's, it's literally out there. You got the wilderness and then you got the Lord. And if you don't have the Lord, then you just got the wilderness. Um, so there was, there was no distractions. And so it was there really that the Lord really developed my faith. And I started to realize that Jesus is enough for me. He is enough to satisfy the longings and desires of my heart. Um, and the one thing that I realized out of my whole testimony is, though I had turned my back on the Lord and rejected Him, even though He continually offered me opportunities, I, I just kept turning my back on Him, but He had never turned His back on me. And though I had stopped pursuing Him, He never stopped pursuing me. Um, and so when I thought that the Lord was lost, that you know He, he wasn't there, it was truly I was the one who wasn't there. <laughs> the Lord had always been tugging at my heart and offering me um, His faithfulness. And so... Uh, just when I think back on my life, I just see how faithful the Lord is. And that really encourages me, especially in times like this, because I know the Lord is never going to, He's never going to abandon me. He's never going to leave me. And now that I have this hope, I don't have to fear. I don't have to fear death. I don't have to fear uh, what this world has to offer. So that's just a short version of my testimony. Thank you so much. It's just amazing as we think about that and ponder that fact that sometimes we think the Lord would have left us and in fact it's that's never the case um, thank you for sharing so much I'll go if nobody else wants to go alright Alyssa's going to go so um, as I was thinking I about what to share I know that I had shared um, like my testimony when I came to the Lord 
um, when I first um, came here to Myanmar uh, three or almost four months ago now, time is flying. So I um, was praying about kind of going a different direction just recently, um, just with the virus and things going on, we've been um, kind of grappling with a lot of different feelings of like discouragement or worry and um, I know that's not foreign to, to many of us. So um, as I was um, praying about what to share, I was thinking a lot about the Bible study that we've been going through and with women's Bible study, as well as just each separate part of the ministry has been such a blessing. So as I was thinking about how like there's four of us here and we all represent like a different part. Ooh, I'm dropping <laughs> And we all kind of represent a different part of the ministry, but yet it's all it's all unified. So each part of it kind of carries over into it into each other, into the other one. And so each part of the ministries has blessed me in different ways. But specifically starting with a women's Bible study, we've been going through a fear and anxiety study. And this past week we um well, not this most recent week, but the week before, we read in Second Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, where it said, Rejoice always, praise, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so each of those is like a statement in of itself, but then it kind of, it all comes together. So when it says rejoice always, and, and then pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances. It's, to me, God really showed me that it was all combined. It's not just one, not one command or one statement. Um, and as I was thinking about each separate area that I've been discouraged about, just with the heat, it was then really hot. Um, or just with all the sickness, not being able to um, fix it, I guess, or get rid of the rashes or... Um, really know what was really going on with each thing or um, just things going on at home and having dealing with more feelings of homesickness and things like that and I realized I could dwell on that discouragement or I could follow what God is speaking through the this passage about rejoicing always pray without ceasing and giving thanks in all circumstances and kind of taking each part separately when it says rejoice always and I was thinking about the concept of joy and Sometimes, uh, like, I get this little picture of, uh, I don't know, like, this little... <laughs> when I, the very first trip when I came to Myanmar, there's this little smiley face on a stick, and it had this creepy, it had this creepy smile. And so, joy isn't just, like, a creepy smiley face on a stick. It's something deeper than that. It's something that God gives us, and it comes from Him. And something that I need to remember and ask Him for daily. So, it's it's... It's almost a choice. It's like waking up and choosing that I'm going to focus on the gifts that God has given me each day and the blessings and the faithfulness of God instead of um, the discouraging thoughts or the specific things like the heat or things like that. So within that, in our Bible study, when it was asking us different questions as we were kind of breaking down that verse and um, really meditating on it, um, I remembered at home before I came here, um, I had made this thankfulness jar. And it was just a jar that um, I, every day, like when I'd come home, I'd put something that I was thankful in, in that jar for, just to write it out. Because I'm a very visual person, and if I don't like actually write it down, sometimes I don't remember it. I just kind of go about my day or focus about the focus on the discouragement or something like that. I felt like God was wanting me to be more intentional. 
Um, so this week I felt again that I needed to do that again because I was focusing again on the discouragement and um, one of the young ladies in the Bible study um, I was telling her about it. she's like well let's do it so I was like okay <laughs> so we decided to make it together and we're keeping it or each other accountable so that we're writing um, our thankfulness or things that we're thankful for. Yeah. So I brought it for fun because I'm very visual again. <laughs> and hers looks beautiful too. And it doesn't matter about the decorations or what's on it. Um, it was what we're putting inside of it. And remembering that within each circumstance that there is something to be thankful for, whether it's something super teeny, like, I don't know, like, at home it was like I got a cool parking spot for the day. Or if it's just waking up and the sun is shining in the window. Or, um, I don't know. I love little creatures. So I have this little gecko that lives in the room. And so every time I see it, it brings me joy. So maybe it's a little gecko or something like that. I don't know. It could be something bigger than that, um, that God is doing and working. Um, just to share. I know that I've shared before about my sister um, and her struggles and things she's going through. And I've had you guys praying about her um just her in like interviews and things and so this week she had another interview and it went really well so that went in my jar so um it's just little things like that that god's been teaching me to rejoice always pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances thank you so much Alyssa, for sharing just always encouraging uh you gotta get to know Alyssa. she will always brighten a room with her smile um it's funny sometimes, you know, if, if you get to know me a little bit, I'm kind of a little more high-strung sometimes, a little frustrated. And it's like I have these people in my life, I'm like, as soon as they're around us, we just, they smile and like look at me and it's like, you have to just smile back because they just bring joy to the room. So thank you, Alyssa. I'd like to share, you know, unless you want to go first. Can I say something? You sure can. Ever since that first trip, we've been searching for that little stick for you and we have yet to find it again <laughs> yeah I remember that stick with the funny face on it um, you know what's interesting is you know as we have all these different situations each, each of us out there here in this home and your home going on and the different trials that we're facing the different troubles that we're facing you know God's word God is always faithful through his word to equip us with the things that we need always always but the one catch on that was that we got to be in His Word, right? we got to be in fellowship with God. And typically that takes place through studying our Bibles. Uh, we do that through our own private time. We do that through Bible studies. We do that through one-on-one studies, um, different ways. But we need to be in God's Word. And uh, He will provide through His Word everything that we need. And it's been very interesting. I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but lately, as the different struggles we face, the different books that we've been studying from... The Bible books, we've been in First John. I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, it's just, John is just explaining to each of us how we are to live as Christians, what that should look like in our lives, and how to actually walk that out in a real, physical, real-world sense. And right now, I think all of us, as we're um, in lockdown, we're outside of our norms, we got all these different stresses and different things. It's something that we really, each of us, have to focus on and remember what it is to be a Christian and what that really looks like, that picture. And John just paints that picture for each of us as we've been going through that. And then, um, you know, that's on Tuesday night. Then on Saturday mornings, we have a men's study, and we're studying the book by watching and Eat, What is a Normal Christian Life? And, you know, again, what does it look like to be a Christian? 
But it's funny as, you know, as we, it's not really funny, but as we get into it, it's talking short with the blood and the cross and what Jesus has done for us and how the victory has been won and how that, you know, we are right in God's eyes through Jesus' blood. Then we have the cross, the other side of that, that there's still, we have to come before that cross. We have to offer ourselves daily as a sacrifice. We have to present ourselves and that way that we can go throughout our day as empowered by the Holy Spirit, abiding in Christ. But so I'm, you know, reviewing all these things. And but it's interesting as I was praying this morning uh, before the men's study, I was praying and you know, just I was really pouring my heart out to the Lord. And I said, Lord, please help me today. And, you know, I pray this prayer almost every day. I'm going to share a little bit, speaking of testimony, on that because. This has been a prayer of mine for 20 years, Lord. You know, right? Lord, help me, Lord. And I want to go back just to share a, just a piece of my own testimony, which applies to the world today, to my, my life today anyways. And it used to be, I always, you know, I used to go to my old pastor, Pastor Travis, and I always had to go to him. And I mean, I used to go to him a lot with this question. And I'd ask him, hey, you know, how? I don't think I'm the man, I don't think I'm the, the person that God wants me to be. I see my actions as a father, as a that kind of business owner, as a, just a member of the community, as a member of the church. And I look at all these different things, and I see my actions, and I see how I was, who I was a pers- as a person. And I wasn't the person that I knew that God would have me be. But I didn't understand how to become that person. I had somewhat, I thought of a definition of what I thought that person looked like. But it's funny, as Christian shared his own testimony, as he shared, you know, I did this right and I did that right, right? And these standards. I had the standards made up my mind of what uh, a good person was, you know? But I never met that. I personally didn't meet that. So I would ask the pastor, how do I become this? How do I do this? Um, help me, show me how I can become that person I think I should become. I used to pray all the time to God. You know, Lord, I see I'm a horrible parent. I'm a horrible husband. I'm a, I'm, just, I'm not a good person. I'm not the person that I know I should be. Yet, each day I remember, as I would crowd to the Lord, I remember I'd drive home from work. And I'd drive home, it was a half hour drive at that time for where I usually worked until I'd get to my house. And I knew that when I got to my house, I would, you know, meet my family there and they would be there. And I, I had this vision of who I thought I should be as a husband, as a father. And I would always, you know, I'd want to be that perfect father, that perfect husband. But, oh boy, when I got home, I just, I was never even close to that person that I thought I should be. So I used to pray and pray and pray and ask God, you know, please, you know, I I, I don't want to be this person anymore. I want to be a different person. I don't want to be this angry person. I don't want to be this person that falls into sin. I want to per- I want to be a father that my kids will love. I want to be a person that that my wife would love and look up to me. And you know, every time I would just fail. I just I would fail. Um, I I just I wasn't capable. And so I share that with you because I read at one point during one night and one evening I was reading my Bible late at night at a job that I had, and there's only been a few. I mean, a handful of times where I can say that a scripture has just so spoken to me in a way that was actually, it was life-changing to me. Um, I believe the Holy Spirit does that. When they reveal some truth inside of God's word, 
that is literally will change your entire life. And uh, it's only happened to me a few times. And, you know, I don't know how it works for each person or the timing of that or what, but I'd like to share the passage that just changed my life radically. And it has a direct correlation to me always trying to be a different person than I was, always trying to be a better person, truly, but I could never overcome that. So if you read your Bibles, just take a minute and open it up to Romans. And um, let's see here. I don't know exactly where. So we get to Romans. Obviously, Paul talking. I'll start Romans 6. Start there. You know, when I think about... I almost knocked my water bottle over. When I think of this, you know, I, I didn't even have the context then when I read this verse that I have now. That's what's so amazing to me. When I read this passage... I don't think I even knew hardly who wrote the book of Romans, much less, you know, the outline of it or um, understanding that this first half of Romans was talking about us getting a right relationship with Christ. And then the second part of it, us, I, I didn't have any concept of anything of that. All I knew is that I felt that God's word could change my life. And so I read my Bible. And when I read this, I'm going to read it to you. And again, this is just something that was amazing to me. I read through, it was the whole chapters. I'm not going to read the whole chapters right now, but Romans chapter 6, and I just want to read verse 10 and 11, 12 in chapter 6 to start. Verse 10, when he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Verse 12. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. And it, go, it goes on there. But you see that fact that what he's talking about there, that was the life I was living. I, I had sin in my life. And I could not, even though I wanted to overcome it, I didn't want to live that way anymore, I couldn't overcome it. I couldn't, I was a slave to it. And I didn't understand why. I didn't even want to be that person. This is where I love, and Paul continues, if you turn the probably the page in your Bible, I don't know, if you, but you get into uh, 7. Romans chapter 7, starting in verse 14. Uh, let's start in uh, 15. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to stop there for a minute. Sharing a testimony of what Jesus has done in my life. This was me. I, I didn't want to be the person that I was. I wanted to be someone different. I didn't want to be a horrible parent or a bad husband. or uh, I didn't want to be living a life of sin. Um, I was convicted of that. I, it's not the life I wanted. I didn't want these things in my life. I wanted to be a different person. But this is exactly describing me. I mean, it's just exactly describing me. It says, I don't understand, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I was in such a battle. And this, you know, as I share this, I'm, this isn't something that just was happening one week out of my life. This was years of my life. I walked out in this confusion. As it says, I really don't understand myself. I walked through this for like five years. And one day I read these passages and I just kept, God just spoke to me in a way that is unbelievable. And it, it, it continues. Uh, verse 16. But if I know that what am I doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. That was me. I agreed. I knew I was doing wrong. But then look. 17. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. 
verse 18, And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. That was me. I couldn't do it. I kept asking for help, asking for help. Show me how I can overcome this. Right? You hear, listen closely to my words. Lord, show me how I can overcome this. Think about what I just said as we continue. Um, verse 21. I've discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life dominated by sin and death? Verse 25. Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. But referring back to verse 25, the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And, you know, I read this, and you can read it, and it sounds amazing. But when I read this, I don't know why, my entire life transformed. The Holy Spirit did a work in me when I realized that I could not overcome this. There was no help that I could offer that would overcome that. It was only through Jesus, and it was only through the blood on the cross, and it was only his, him paying the price for my sins on the cross that I could overcome that old man being a new creation. And the reason I shared all this, and it was life-changing for me, I, it was no longer on my shoulders to be the person that I thought I should be, because I can't do it. Instead of, I can't do it. I can try and try again for five years of my life. I can try and try. But through being a new creation in Jesus... He can do that in our lives. So this brings me to today. This is That was a long time ago. Today, this morning, we're studying on this how or what is a normal Christian life, I believe. Or I can't remember the exact title, but you guys know the book. And I'm praying this morning, and I said, God, help me. Help me. I'm struggling with some things, as many as you guys are. I've been, I haven't felt that well lately. I just, uh, I'm just kind of having a rough time a little bit lately. And so I'm praying, and then I'm talking, I'm praying even for the Bible study, I'm praying for these guys, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for everybody, but I'm like, God, help me. Help me. I, as I thought about that, I, I think I, I don't think it's wrong, but I don't think I'm praying right. The thing I really saw this morning is, God, do this for me. God, do what I cannot do. You know, I don't have a part in this. You know, what Jesus did, our works mean nothing. I just think, Lord, do this. It's not help me do this. It's, Lord, do this in my life. And I don't know what type of revelation that is or isn't, but I think it's important to realize that as we face all these different troubles and we try to, say, become the people that we think God will have us become, um, and we pray out, Lord, help me. You know, I think really my prayer needs to be, Lord, please do this in my life, the things that I am not capable to do. Because I'm not. None of this. I'm not capable. And so, Lord, I, my prayer for everyone here is that we would just put utmost reliance on what has already happened on the cross, what Jesus has already done for this. And that we would just pray that God would do this for us. That as we see, if we're struggling with sin, or if we're struggling with depression, or struggling in our faith, you know, it's it's true. We're asking for help. It's true. But I think we got to get it correct. Is Lord, do what I cannot do for myself. We can't, we can't do this, but he can. Jesus can. So Paul says there, tried it in and again and again, and he wanted to be that person. 
they couldn't become. This is this is Paul. This is after he knew and met Jesus, right? This is he's a born again Christian here, and he's saying, "I want to do what is right, but I continually do what's wrong." Then, in the end, it's just only through Jesus. And so, my testimony is that we can overcome. We have overcome because Christ is overcome. And so, I don't know. I just I, this morning when I said help, it felt like the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. Not help me. I can't do it. Help me is, no, not me. Lord, please do for me what I cannot do myself. And I don't know if you can clarify the difference in between what I'm saying. But to me, it was, you know, again, it goes back to this passage. It goes back to years and years ago when I just could not overcome sin in my life. It's Jesus. It all points to Jesus doing what we cannot do for ourselves. So that's my testimony for you today. No matter what you're walking through, I just pray that the Lord would do for you what you can't do for yourself, what I can't do for you, what nobody else can do for you, but he can, and he's willing, and he is the one that has overcome. It's not us, it's him. So, I don't know, that's just the word that I felt like sharing today. I hope it made sense. It kind of made sense to me, but anyways. Uh, Vicki, and maybe you'd like to share or anyone else wants to comment on anything? Well, actually, what I was going to share about was prayer. And so, um, which is fitting for you talking about your prayer. Um, I also thought it was interesting because as I was praying about what to do and what to speak about, um, there was verses that I came across, and one of them was um, Isaiah 55, (laughs) and you had shared about that verse. And then um, another one was the verse that you shared about, and so I just thought that was really interesting listening to all of you share. And I was like, hey, I just saw that verse. Hey, I just saw that too. Um, I know that uh, in um, talking about being thankful, um, the first year that we had moved to Myanmar was really difficult. And uh, we were sick all the time. I was sick all the time. Everyone else was sick all the time. Um And it was hard to some days be thankful. And I was really encouraged by Corey Timboon's testimony and how, um, you know, her sister, they were in the concentration camp and they had, there was fleas all over, you know, and her sister was like, Corey, let's pray and thank God for the fleas. And she's like, what? Are you crazy? And, um, you know, the outcome to that was they did actually have something to thank God about for the police because um, the soldiers didn't want to come into that cabin because they knew that it was flea infested, you know. And so um, God always knows the bigger picture when we don't. And it really reminded me to give thanks in every situation. And so at that time, it was, you know, Thank you for the mosquitoes. Thank you for the, the ants. I uh, ants were everywhere, and um, it was just thank you for everything. And that's what started, actually. You guys probably don't know this. The um, our tradition of every time we praise a family, we all go around and say one thing that we're thankful for. And that started after moving here because I wanted us to really just remember, no matter how difficult things are or however they look there's always something that we can thank God for and um, so anyways I was just thinking of that when you shared that and um, and I love the jar 
Um, something that I did a few years ago was I started a prayer journal. And in this prayer journal, I would write down um, prayers for people all over. I had prayers for missionaries and pastors and churches and friends and family. And I would label it for like um, the days of the month. So on the 31st, I would pray for these people. On the 1st, I'd pray for these people. And it was great, but I kind of got out of doing that habit because I felt like like I was doing it as a habit, not, you know, more like of a ritual. And so I thought, oh, that's, I don't want to get into that type of routine, so I'm going to stop doing that and I'm going to change how I do it. Well, it ended up to where I kind of got away from praying daily um, like that. You know, we pray for our food, we pray for, you know, before bed, we, those type of things, but um, really thinking about others, too, in our prayers. And a lot of times when we have, when we're in times like this, we can just start to think about ourselves and our own situation. And when we're praying for others, it focuses, the focus is off of us. And um, so, at the beginning of this lockdown, um, the Lord really put it on my heart. I know some other churches and Christians uh, were, was looking at Second Chronicles 7.14. And they were saying, you know, referencing that one to pray for your country. So I had set a timer on my phone for in the morning to pray for America in the evening at 7.14 to pray for Myanmar. And... Um, and it actually reminded me that, like, oh, okay, this is good, because at least it gets me praying more. And that started a stirring in my heart from the Lord of just convicting me to spend more time in prayer. I spend, and we're doing Bible studies all the time. We're, we're doing a, a marriage Bible study. We're doing a women's Bible study. We're doing the Bible study on Wednesday. Um, we have the sermons listened to on Sunday. We, um, you know, we have all these things. So, I mean, I've been in the Word, but my prayer life hasn't been what it should be. And um, so then the Lord just used that to then put, you know, there's a family um, that is dear to me in Texas, and her husband is um, an ER doctor. And so with everything going on I you know added uh, a timer on my phone okay I'm going to pray for their family at this time every day um Alyssa's sister you know I put her on my phone um and I realized okay one that's convenient to pray but there's a lot of timers going off <laughs> and it was really like put it on my heart of you know maybe I need to start this prayer journal again <laughs> and um and so I've, I've taken baby steps I've um started upstairs in the schoolroom um a whiteboard with prayers um to pray for people and um and so in our in our study it, one of the days was about prayer and um, Philippians 4 6 be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to God and I was looking at that and I mean for nothing be anxious for nothing so I 
I shouldn't be worried about things. None of us should. We should be relying on God and putting that trust and faith into him. Um, but I was looking at the word supplication because I know what the word prayer means. That's really easy. Um, means pray. But supplication, and sometimes I do this when I study. I look up words, and even if I know the words, I'll look them up just to remind myself the what it really means. Um, even say the word um, anxious, right? Like I'll look that up. But anyway, so I looked up the word supplication, and it says the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. And it just reminded me, like, how am I praying? Um, am, am I thinking of that for anything that I question going on in my life right now? Am I taking that to the Lord uh, with supplication? And... Um, so I just, um, I know that God, another thing that um, I started doing was um, on my computer, I have a list of the names of God, and every day in my prayer, um, in my prayer time, now I look at the topic that we had studied that day in our Bible study. And I will look at the names of God, and I will start off my prayer with that name. So I'm <laughs> I write it down. It's easier because I don't have to pronounce it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's that one. Maybe it be an easier way. <laughs> um, Jehovah Jireh. That's <laughs> um, you know the Lord um, shall supply all of our needs. Um, other ones, anyways. Um, I don't know how. Do you know how to say either of you? Nope. You, I'm the last person you want to ask to no? pronunciate a name. Okay. Well, that one. You want to give it a try? Oh boy. Okay. Well, that one means um, God is our comforter, and so um, and so I write down the name, but then I'm I'm reminded in that the meaning behind the name and. That has been really powerful in uh, my prayer time. And so that's just what I wanted to share, just how um, God has really placed that on my heart, the power of prayer. Um, I love the fact, too, that to see the answered prayers. And, um, I mean, we've seen over the last month so many answered prayers. And we've been praying for the visas, and that was answered. And everything from little things to big things and um, it just gives us so much to be thankful and rejoice for and um, and also being obedient in the fact that not all of the prayers that we pray for are going to be answered but to still continue to trust in the Lord and His ways does anyone have anything you want to add? encouragements I, uh, I really want to because I was asking or group here, also out there. If you guys have, I would just welcome. Um, to take some time and share with a, you know, if it's just a few minutes or ten minutes, uh, send us a video, some short testimonies of what God's doing in your life, maybe what God is speaking in your life. If you've got a word that's come from the Lord, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, I'd love to share it with others uh, to see how God is working in your life. Um, as Vicky is talking about prayer, you know, I've been studying uh, Jesus and his prayers lately as I'm 
preparing the sermon. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing as I read and I'm studying this prayer, there's three times in the garden, you know, three different times. He goes and he prays and he cries out and he, you know, he's in just anguish. And then, but it's three different times. And I found that so strange that Jesus himself, three different times within an hour, is coming back and forth to God in prayer. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, it was interesting to me. But I, I asked that as you guys are out there, uh, you're facing just life, as whatever it has, that just remember God is always there. Uh, Christian talked about it. He's never going to leave us. He will never forsake us. And if we'll stay abiding in Him and fellowship with Him through reading God's Word, through fellowship with others, through prayer, He's there. He will comfort us. He, he will give us that do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. You know, as I, I do pray for help, but I need to make sure that I know that it's, it's not help me do something, but do for me what I cannot do for myself. And that goes through every aspect of my life. It's not just the overcoming a sin that I was struggling with in life, but it's also, and maybe it is all sin, I don't know, but it's also just to have the right heart, to have that joy, to have that peace. It's not, Lord, help me do this, but Lord, do this for me. And so I just pray that, that he would do that also for you, that you would have joy, you'd have peace, you'd just have a supernatural understanding of just how much Jesus loves you. And you would be able to take that out and share that with others. So we're going to close in prayer, but we still have some worship that uh, Aaron and Christian are going to share with us. And I just, I pray that you guys are having a wonderful week. If you have any prayer requests, please make sure and just text us, email us, call us, reach out to us. We'd love to pray for you. If you have any praises, please share them. Any testimonies, please share them. We just, we miss you a lot. We miss being in fellowship. We're just, we, we're hopeful that here at the end of the month, things should start to open back up. But until then, please just keep in contact, stay in fellowship. God bless you guys. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we just can't thank you so much for this short time that we're able to share, Lord. Just each of us, just a, a word, Lord, that how you're working in our lives, Lord. Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would just anoint this time. This, these things that are going on in each of our lives personally, Lord, they would just help encourage someone else. Lord, or someone else would draw closer to you, Lord. They would just see you throughout our situations that we walk through, Lord. It's from our testimonies to how we stay connected to you, to our prayer lives, to just, Lord, how we look at things in life, Lord, that it is you that can do these things for us. So, Lord, I just pray, Lord. And I ask, Lord, that you would just continue just to watch over your people. Continue, Lord, just to show us how we can lift up one another, how we can continue to be in fellowship. And, Lord, if there's anyone out there, Lord, that is struggling in any which way, Lord, please just speak to us, Lord, how we can come alongside that person. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.